1: Hello and welcome to the DSR Daily Doom Scroll. when we sort of flip through the stories that are happening around the world, at least some of them, talk about what they mean, try to get it all to you in, say, I don't know, 15 minutes, so you get a good head start on your day or at least a perspective on it at some point. I'm David Rothkoff, one of your co-hosts, joined by Chris Cottonwire. How are you doing, Chris?
0: I'm doing well, thank you.
1: Excellent. And Riley Fessler, uh, how are you, Riley? I am doing fantastic. Fantastic. We're all doing fantastic. What's the top story you got, Chris?
0: Uh, So today, um, there was a report or an article about um, the support in Gaza for Hamas uh, because they've been releasing hostages. which I can understand given what the Palestinians have been through um, with regard to Israel. What I can't understand is that in Oakland, the Oakland City Council voted on a resolution to call for a ceasefire. Reasonable. Um, A city council member tried to insert language condemning Hamas. Reaction was essentially Israel attacked their own people. On October 7th, Israel Promotes Lies and Propaganda. And another tweet that said, Today the Oakland, California City Council officially declared the massacre of 10-7 a hoax. Um, My God, I am empty of words to describe how I feel at this moment. That I don't understand. Uh, simply because Hamas invaded Israel. I don't think the facts are disputed um, unless I missed something along the way here. Hamas kidnapped the hostages that they are now releasing. Um, And while I certainly understand taking sides, um, there's no... There's nothing... uh, for you know, to, to for for me that would um, necessitate the support for Hamas, a known terrorist organization.
1: Well, I wouldn't dwell on it too much, Chris. The, the you know, in fraught moments like this, you get extreme uh, views, and and some people hold to views that are hoaxes. That happens in everything. Happened in nine eleven. Happened with COVID. Happens all the time. A lot of people. Just believe what they want to believe. Um, uh, I don't, uh, frankly, think that you know support for Hamas, even among Palestinians who appreciate the release of hostages, um, uh, is is actually warranted, given the um, serial failures of Hamas to effectively govern uh, Gaza and um, the, the the crimes against humanity that they committed. Um, uh nonetheless i think we do have to worry that uh, that somehow this war will produce um uh, some backlash some support for hamas uh as uh past actions against terrorist groups have done um the current estimate for the number of dead in the palestinian uh area, territory in gaza um is just about 15000 um, uh, uh, there's a Axios story that was up um, uh, just now that talks about how the, the the cost of this conflict in the past seven weeks uh, has been greater in human to- terms than any other similar conflict uh, of the 21st century. In other words, more people have been lost more quickly here uh given the some of the conflicts we've seen, that's uh ghastly. Uh and I think that, you know, when we get past the politics of it all, uh there are fifteen thousand uh lives lost and the prospect of of many more than that ahead. And um you know that that I, I think should be the dominant story in what all parties are working to Bring an end to. Riley?
2: Well, the clock is ticking for George Santos. Uh, There is set to be an expulsion vote by Thursday. Um, So, House Republicans, as reports are saying, are pressuring him to resign in order to kind of avoid this extremely embarrassing expulsion vote, given that he would be only the sixth uh, member to be expelled from the House of Representatives. Uh, Despite that, he has repeatedly said that he will not resign. Um, So we have some kind of information from Republicans in the House. The uh, Republican Study Committee Chair Kevin Hearn described multiple calls between Johnson and Santos, uh, with Johnson essentially just urging him to resign. Um, But Rep. Lisa McClain um, has said there's been some debate among Republicans whether or not he has been given due process. I would be curious to see what else they would like to have this go through for it to be considered due process. Uh, And then another sticking point was they some apparently feel that it is unequal treatment given that Senator Bob Menendez has not been expelled for his um, corruption charges or the corruption investigation ongoing there. So curious to see where this goes. And I think it's fascinating to see the kind of the different reactions, given that it's so clear that he is (laughs) guilty of what he's been doing.
1: Uh, Yeah, well, it is clear you know, due to the findings of the ethics committee. And I think um, many people felt that was sufficient uh, due process for the Congress's assessment. Uh, Some, I suppose, will argue that he should have due process in the courts um, before a decision is made. But I suspect that what's going to happen on Thursday is that there will be a sufficient majority to expel him. Um, and, you know, it'll be high time. This is a guy who should have been out of there long ago. Um, He's not just a crook. He's kind of psychotic. I mean, if you listen to him talk about this stuff, he is delusional, big time. Um, And um, uh, he will go down in history, folks. Mark it down as one of the worst members of the United States Congress, and that's saying something when you consider some of the folks who re- will remain behind him or who've been there prior to him. Chris?
0: In a scene out of uh, Back to the Future and on the eve of the COP28 summit, uh, a Virgin Atlantic flight flew from uh, London to New York on um, waste, trash, I like to think. Uh uh-huh. <laughs> Waste fats and plant sugars. Um, It's sustainable aviation fuel. um, And while at this point, less than 1% of airplanes are using uh, this solution, it's certainly uh, an encouraging sign um, as uh, jet fuel is made primarily of kerosene and emits uh, a ton of uh, carbon. so you know we'll we'll see where this goes. If you're interested in um, what comes out of COP 28, Reuters has a very good explainer on uh, on the upcoming summit, and we have that link. And we also, of course, have our own uh, COP 28 series, which uh, the final two parts of the series will be uh, released um, today. And tomorrow. Um, And those discussions feature um, panels that are hosted by David Sandelow. And part one of that discussion will include an interview um, from uh, Hannah Al-Hashimi.
1: Yeah, David Sandelow was a senior official in the Obama administration. He's a leader in the area of uh, uh, climate and energy issues. He'll be uh, releasing a report at the Uh, COP28 meeting about uh, the intersection of artificial intelligence and climate issues, which should be watched, followed closely. Um, I think that's one of the things that one needs to know about COP. As a process, it has become sort of the place to go every year for the climate community. And so if um, uh, the outcomes are not all that you want, Uh, There is a lot of dialogue, there's a lot of developments that are happening in and around the meeting that should be followed because they represent different threads of progress uh, or different efforts to solve problems. Um, And uh, we'll follow it all closely and then uh, we will follow up our Road to COP28 series with uh, another series that'll look at its uh, aftermath and uh, next steps and uh, do so uh, again with leading experts. So keep an eye out for that. Riley? So the CDC released new data
2: on uh, life expectancy in the United States from 2022, and it unfortunately did not contain any real positive news. Uh, While we did rebound from the worst phase of the COVID pandemic, um, it was really only a partial recovery. Um, The rebound regained less than half of the years lost during the pandemic. Um, so the main takeaways from this is that COVID continues to be a threat to the elderly and immunocompromised. Um, but in addition to that, drug overdoses, homicides, and chronic illnesses continue to be kind of the long-term factors that make the U.S. an outlier among wealthy nations in terms of life expectancy. Um, we don't really know how our recovery compares to most countries. As not not many have published their results from 2022 yet, but the ones that have all show a faster recovery uh Sweden is back to the same life expectancy from pre-covid while Belgium, Denmark and Norway are all just slightly lower expectancy than pre-pandemic levels. So not a really a great look in terms of how our how our countries recovered from covid, um but it at least there is recovery there.
1: Yeah, uh, that's really depressing Riley. Uh, and uh, you know Chris and I are older than you and so shortened life spans, you know, mean more to us than they they probably do to you um but folks that's why we try to keep this podcast to 15 minutes so that of the time you have remaining uh you're not spending all of it listening to us chris
0: this is a story i almost skipped over but um but i i wanted to raise it so um <clears throat> us military osprey aircraft crashed off the um coast of japan uh, there were six crew members on board, with one confirmed dead. Um, the Osprey is a hybrid aircraft that can uh, hover like a helicopter, but also flies like a regular airplane. Um, the significance of this event is, is frankly, that um, there has been a, or a, as far as airline and aircraft disasters, um, sort of a spate of these uh, crashes where there was an incident, um, a fatal crash in Okinawa in 2016. Um, so, you know, just, just another, another story out there, uh, regarding sort of our technology and military, um, you know, and we'll see what uh, when what ends up happening with the Osprey aircraft.
1: Uh, yeah. Well, I, you know, uh, I think the big story within aviation safety is that aviation is safe. Uh, and the reality is that particularly in terms of, co- you know, uh, commercial airlines, uh, the number of accidents that take place, knock wood, spit, spit, are very, very, very low, um, uh, compared to what they were a couple of decades ago. The Osprey has been a plane that has been plagued with problems like this. For those of you who don't know how the Osprey works, it, it has these very, very big propellers uh, that can point forward or point up. So the wings tilt upward, and it becomes, in that respect, a little bit like a helicopter for vertical takeoffs and landings. Uh, or they can then tilt forward so it can fly like a regular plane. Uh, at a higher speed, <clears throat> uh, uh, the number of crashes with regard to Ospreys have, have been, uh, limited. Uh, but, you know, another thing that this brings up is that, uh, um, people in, in, in military service undertake greater risks than the rest of us when they fly, uh, and there, there was an accident in the, the Mediterranean not too long ago, uh, uh, and, uh, uh, so, uh, the, you know, the risks undertaken by those in the military are not always in conflict zones. Uh, and that's something I think we should appreciate. Riley?
2: So some good news to round out the the daily. Uh, Turkey has told Sweden that it expects to ratify uh, their accession to NATO within weeks, according to Sweden's foreign minister. Um, so for those of you who haven't been following this, Turkey endorsed Finland's NATO bid in April, uh, but kept Sweden waiting Uh, They had concerns for both countries over their treatment of groups that Turkey deems as terrorist groups. Um, And then especially in Sweden, concerns centered around the Kurdistan Workers Party, which is considered a terrorist organization by the EU and US. Uh, But Sweden has since passed a new anti-terrorism bill and uh, lifted arms export restrictions on Turkey. Great to see that they are ratifying. The other holdout is Hungary, uh, which would be cause for concern, however, Orban has signaled in the past that Hungary will not be the last to ratify Sweden's membership, so experts are expecting as soon as Turkey officially announces this ratification that Hungary will, will follow suit and, and do the same. So great to see that moving forward.
1: Positive to see it. Orban, of course, stirring up trouble in regards to uh, Ukraine. Um, and so uh, they just... Uh, the, the, the trouble stirs within the EU and, the, and NATO... Uh, Erdogan and Orbán um uh are, are just looking you know they'll always find some new way to be a, a fly in the ointment. Uh and we'll track it here. Uh just as we do each and every day, just as we'll do tomorrow, but for today, thank you Riley. Thank you Chris. Thank you everybody for listening um and good luck with the remaining 23 hours and 45 minutes of your day. Bye.